Hey, this is Taylor. And RJ from the band Chemical Fire. And you are listening to The Itch. Scratch that itch. Give it a scratchy. You're listening to The Itch. My name is Casey. My name is Dan. And I'm Aaron. And this week we're scratching The Itch for hugs. The Itch attended a show in Nashville, and it was probably the most huggy and affectionate show that I think I've ever been to (laughs) (laughs) all around. (laughs) You'll see why as we get going here. But (laughs) as a Midwesterner, I'm all about that, man. (laughs) I didn't know you were a physically affectionate guy, Dan. Uh, not to you, but <laughs> <laughs> you've known those guys for t- a couple of hours and you're excited about their hugs. But we've known each other for 20 years <laughs> and you treat me with disdain. <laughs> I don't I don't know if an opportunity has ever presented itself, Aaron, but uh, maybe I guess next time I see you, I'll give you a hug, buddy. Hey, if anything, you hugged him when we did the the four man bro hug, but we'll get to that when we get to that. Oh yeah. <laughs> so anyway, this is already off to a weird start. The itch, went, <laughs> the itch went to Nashville, another actual road trip. Whenever these episodes are called the Itch on Tour, usually it's seeing people who are touring. Sometimes it's us that are touring. That is touring. <laughs> <laughs> we went to their hometown. Yeah, so we saw Chemical Fire, the boys from a couple episodes back. You remember that one, right? Go check it out. <laughs> a lot of people do. I hope so. Yeah, we, we've uh, we've been putting a lot of miles on ourselves the last couple <laughs> months. Glad it was your car instead of mine. <laughs> well, I mean, you're always driving back and forth, so I don't mind. I appreciate that for sure. <laughs> and I'm a control freak and like to drive, so what can I say? Well, yeah, there's, there's we that. got there. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, we did the same kind of thing we did when we went to Kansas. We rented a Verbo. We went down there. Uh, we enjoyed dinner at a place called Hattie B's, which was fire. Oh, my God. So good. Recommended yeah. by Scott Stevens. Yes. Hot yes. Nashville chicken. My, yeah. My wife on the way down there said she, you know, we're going to Nashville. She wants some hot Nashville chicken. So we, we you know, that's, I guess, the, the joy and pleasure of doing this and making the connections that we have made. Um, we knew Scott Stevens was was local to Nashville, so on the way down there, we, we did in former itch guest, obviously. Uh, we we hit him up. It's like, hey, if you had a place you recommended for Nashville hot chicken, what would you recommend? And his only response was Hattie B. That's right, <laughs> and he was not wrong. No, definitely not. It was fantastic. If you go back and listen to our interview with the guys from Chemical Fire with Taylor and RJ from uh, about a month ago. At the end of it, they kind of Taylor was pushing. He's like, you know, if you guys can make it out to Nashville, that would be cool. You will you will not regret it. And, you know, these guys, Casey and Dan, being kind of what's the word I'm looking for here? Ready to roll. Crazy. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sure. <laughs> that too. They were all all about it. I was like, I have I'm for one, seven or eight hours away instead of four or five. And for two. <laughs> I have concerts the day before and the day after, which ended up being the day of and a couple days after. And so I was like, I don't think I'm going to be able to make it. But then this time, more time went by and I was like, I can't not go to this concert. <laughs> if you guys weren't, I could not go to the concert. I couldn't let y'all do that without me and miss that experience. <laughs> so we ended yeah, up all three going and we had Hannah, which bonus fourth. So 
Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely glad that uh, all of us were able to make it and represent. It was it was quite the experience, and I'm I'm super glad that all of us were there for it. I will now never know what it's like to hear Finch play what it is to burn live, but <laughs> everything has an opportunity cost, and this was worth it. We went to a concert the night before that too, and we'll talk about that eventually. But yeah, uh, yeah, we also were. <laughs> we went to a concert on Tuesday night. We drove five hours on Wednesday to get to a concert Wednesday night. It was it was crazy. And then rushed home to do an interview with grandson. Yeah, right. <laughs> I feel like the longer this podcast goes, the more questionable our judgment becomes. <laughs> We're just doing stuff that we probably shouldn't be pushing these lines. So, so far, whatever. Yeah, it was that was a blast. What can I say? Like, it was a heck of a week. It was a great. Yeah, week. it's been fantastic. I'm, I'm exhausted. Same. I literally laid on my bed for about an hour. Not napping, not sleeping, just not wanting to move earlier today. <laughs> Fair enough. By an hour, I mean like two and a half hours. <laughs> it's also my birthday week, so I don't know how I'm going to yeah. top uh, year 39, but uh, we'll see. You're not. I'm just <laughs> <kidding. laughs> It's all downhill from here, guys. It's, yep. <laughs> Send Casey happy birthday wishes, because he's going to need them. Encouragement. <laughs> Yeah, so after Hattie B's, we headed over to the basement east, uh, which the venue itself, it was pretty small, but I mean, it was really clean. It was super clean. Everything was really nice. Like it was just built or recently renovated, uh, like within the last five to 10 years. And you know what else was great about it? AC. Yeah. Yeah. I was not sweating. The temp was great in there that whole night. I was so comfortable. <laughs> it was wonderful. It was. Yeah, it's, it's good that you mentioned the venue right off the bat because it made me wonder how small the original basement is. Yeah, it, it was moved from that location to this one, and it—it's not that it was a tiny place, but it—it it was just interesting layout. Put it this way: um, you probably are not—you would be incredibly hard pressed to have an opportunity to see RJ's band Hailstorm or Taylor's band Lit in a venue that small. So this yes. is a cool experience. If even, even if just for that, and it gets way cooler as we'll get into, but uh, this venue, it couldn't have been more than a couple hundred people in there. And so it was very intimate and uh, for multiple reasons and, and just, just a very unique experience. I'd, I'd say that there couldn't have been more than 350 people in there. Oh man, you're going, you're going excessive here. Well, yeah, I, I think that's about right. Um, I, you know, honestly, I was trying to also compare it to the size of the venue in St. Louis, and I really couldn't think of anything that was right around that that size, to be honest. So, it, yeah, it was it was just very interesting to, I mean, to see somebody in something like the, some you know intimate setting such as that, and uh, somehow you guys got seats. There was <laughs> two tables off by the wall by the by the. Curtain, curtain that that blocked off the stage from the the behind the scenes yeah and there we got there early enough that we happened to grab one so the ish was posted up all night ready to roll yeah uh which worked out because you know obviously we didn't sit down for the bands like these were two bands that there was no sitting down for they had energy coming out every source they possibly could oh my <laughs> that's a visual yeah and and not only not only that so not only are we seeing a intimate show with a band of two phenomenal musicians that are starting this new venture, their second show ever, but I was thinking about this after we were done. Like, 
there is such a limited amount of people that have heard their entire set that it's just that blows my mind. <laughs> yeah. So for further context, we had the interview come out with Chemical Fire a few weeks back. The next a few days after that interview was released, they dropped their very first single called Dead and Gone, which you definitely recommend checking out. And still is the only released music they have so far. Now, they've clearly recorded and have ready to go a bunch more, but they haven't been touring. They've just been doing these little kind of showcases. And so, yeah, we're the second group outside of, I guess, the people they worked with to make it. They got to hear these songs. Yeah. Well, and that's what was so funny about it is like we're driving to Nashville not knowing what this band could sound like and the opening band too because the opening band only had four songs released on YouTube uh and so which was Winona Fighter and so like we're we're gonna talk about Winona Fighter oh yeah we are uh (laughs) and so like you know we're I mean I guess you know we knew you know Taylor Carroll and and RJ Hale are phenomenal musicians and and like just knowing how awesome they are at their craft I wasn't worried that this was going to be a bad show. No, but there is that chance. Like, what if he just came out like Taylor Carroll just came out and goes, <laughs> right. We had no idea what to expect. Well, we were making like... wagers. We were, we were making predictions. I think I was, I was, uh, I was over two on my predictions. I project predicted that their set would have two covers at least. And, uh, one particular guest spot that didn't happen. Yeah. And so yeah. we'll get into what they did do, but but that just to say it was unpredictable to know what was going to happen. Yeah. It was a late start for a show. So Wynota Fighter was the first band that took the stage and I mean, we knew that it was going to be kind of a punky uh, female-fronted band that was honestly like really like just knowing from Dead and Gone of what that sounded like and listening to a couple of the songs that they had on YouTube, it sounded like a female Chemical Fire, like female-led Chemical Fire. Um, and so I think they were the perfect fit and wow, that lady had some energy. Holy cow. They definitely, so I know to fight a band from Nashville and I don't know. I mean, there's a bazillion bands from Nashville, but so it's not like unique per se, but it is important because they had a little bit of that hometown crowd love going for them too. Yeah. And they definitely had some of those kind of, if anybody from Winona fighter listens to this, I don't mean it as an offense, but they definitely had some like Paramore vibes. Anybody who has some punkish sounds and an energetic front woman is going to get those comparisons. And it's not a bad thing. But uh, she definitely had that punk rock attitude. And holy cow, did they have energy. And she was hilarious. Like, oh, yeah, she was a great front woman. She worked the crowd. Just a fantastic stage presence. I, I was really worried that she was like going to hurt herself with how many times she just threw herself on the ground. She was all about the violence. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And not just that, but apparently she really, really wants to try to, to do a backflip. Yeah. She wants to do a backflip. Coco is her name, by the way. Yes. The band's tagline that she did drop at one point during the show is somebody hit somebody. <laughs> so that's the thing. She. <laughs> My favorite part, she at one point in the set, she did the whole crowd like, how you doing kind of thing or whatever. And, you know, they gave kind of uh, as an artist, you're always going to ask them to get louder, no matter how loud yeah. they are the first time. You always do a second take, right? So they weren't loud enough for her. So she's like, listen, I am a lover, but I will bully you into tomorrow to have a good time at this show. And so <laughs> she made him do it again. <laughs> yeah, it was hilarious. They were super tight as a band as well. Every, every member of that band played their instrument very well. And they were brightly colored too. 
Yeah, they I was were. looking up there. I was like, oh, look at this. This is so cool. Like, we've got this guy. We've got the turquoise drums. We've got a bright pink guitar. We've got this, like, matte black bass guitar. We've got this dirty blonde vocalist. It's all perfect. There's colors everywhere up in here. <laughs> they had gang vocals that sounded good together. The bassist balanced his, his guitar on his finger at one point, which <laughs> that's remarkable and so much fun. So, yeah, they stated that they were going to have a an album coming out. And I, I gave her a card and said, you know, whenever you do have that album come out, come on and we'll talk about it with you. Also, we talked at the uh, in the non-point show about how Sumo Psycho, how Sky talks about how, like, you know, they did a few of their own songs. And then you bust out a song, a cover that everybody's familiar yep. with. Yep. I know a fighter pulled the same stunt because about halfway through their set. They did a fan freaking tastic cover of Blur's song two, yeah. And anybody that does that, that's a winner of a choice because any crowd at any rock show is gonna woohoo their butts off when that happens. Yeah. So Taylor and RJ must have told her that we were coming because uh, the Blues used that for for years and years and years. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun, and uh, they they definitely did a great job of killing that. And not that they needed to get the crowd into it, like there no. was a very active, engaged crowd from the start. They had the crowd's attention, and that is yeah. that is always an impressive thing to do. I would say they were actually one of, if not the most impressive uh, opening act that I've seen in sometimes. Most shows, no matter how good the lineup, you do see in my opinion, a progression of quality by and large. Occasionally somebody earlier in this in the lineup will surprise you. But by and large, that's how it goes. This was just this is the only opener, but they killed it. Yeah, I will say that they were the perfect match for Chemical Fire. Yeah. Yeah. And I also thought it was funny because uh, Coco's mom was there and we know that RJ's mom was there as well. So a bunch of moms were there to see the show as well. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, let's let's go ahead and, and talk about that part of the the evening. Yeah. Well, that was right after Winona Fighter, I believe, was off, yeah. off the stage. Okay. So when Winona Fighter's finished, they're getting their stuff off stage, and I see Chemical Fire super fan Natalie, who we've interacted on Instagram, and she said that she's about what four seven. Yeah, that's exactly how tall she yep. is. Where's itty bitty? And I'm six seven, so there's that. So, <laughs> she sees me sitting down in the, in our table, <laughs> and she's like, "Hey, which one are you? Are you UKC? You KC? <laughs> <laughs> That's me. I'm KC." She was excited, ran over, gave me a hug, and and so we're chatting and and talking about the evening, and we were we were throwing down our checklist of what we wanted to do. And one of those things was to meet Mama Hale, Beth. And she's like, follow me. So then (laughs) she led us around the the venue and Beth was manning the merch booth. But when we went over there, she wasn't there. So (laughs) we, uh, we decided to go ahead and go back to our spot since Hannah was holding it down. And uh, a couple minutes later, Mama Hale comes running up and says, it's the itch. It's the itch. <laughs> she ran up and gave us all hugs and, and asked us which, which ones we were. And, and it, we in- introduced ourselves. And it was super exciting. Got to start putting some faces on these episodes. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. <It's... laughs> yeah. Well, the other cool thing too, is that when Natalie came up and introduced herself, um, she also took a picture with us and that's the first time that any fan has taken a picture with us. So it was, it was a new experience. It was fun to be honest. Yeah. You can definitely tell where RJ gets his energy from. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's for sure. She had a ton of energy and then just like him, she was off. And then like, and like <laughs> after a couple minutes, she was gone with the wind. <laughs> you know, it's fun. I'm glad that we got uh talk about mamas into this right here pretty early on. Because this is basically going to double as the Itch's Mother's Day episode for this year. Yeah. And it's the closest <laughs> we can we can get. We didn't get to focus strictly on that. But the fact that we got to meet an artist mom for the first time is... uh is a fun little bit and, and convenient timing. Yes. And unfortunately we, we just missed our little merchandise ploy that we were trying to get a, a itch sticker to, uh, to mama Hale. Yep. Another time. <laughs> or if she responds to my email. Yeah. But after meeting mama Hale, you know, we started looking around the room and we noticed our other friend, Scott Stevens. Scott Stevens, um, master producer, member of the Four Horsemen, frontman of the Xyz, and the man who was behind the helm of at least some, if not all, of this Chemical Fire record that will eventually see the light of day. Yeah, so it was awesome to meet him. Hugged, you know, hugs right away, of course. Uh, like, that's what we're kind of talking about. Like, yeah. I, I think it's just a Midwestern thing. They're Nashville. We're, you know, Midwestern. It's just a thing. So we do. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. I'm down. I mean, it's cool. Yeah. He was equally as excited as both Natalie and and Beth were. And so like and then he also kind of enlightened us real quick on who was there. Um, and so living in St. Louis, there's I mean, there's celebrities that come out of St. Louis, but they when when they become celebrities, they don't come back to St. Louis. They're gone. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think the only one that's here is like Natalie, maybe. Yeah, like, yeah, that's that's about it. <laughs> He's like all the other ones, they move, they're gone. Like, and that's even a bad example because he's technically not even originally from St. Louis. But yeah, it's so like so when you go to shows around here, you're not expecting anyone to show up. Like that just is not a thing. Um, apparently, that's a thing in Tennessee, like it's, in Nashville particularly. Um, so, do we want to run down the list of like just who's who who we saw? Because that was, I mean, it was surreal. It was. It was insane. You're just like looking around the room like, oh, my God, that's that person. Oh, my God, yeah, that's. Yeah. Well, they the, everybody that I can think of. Scott Stevens was actually the common denominator because yes. they were all people he's worked with. So I'll, I'll give you the first person who was there. The first person to show up, actually, uh, not long after we did was Ash Costello of New Year's Day, uh, whose record Scott told us they were had just finished up. So you can expect that one to come out sometime this year as well. Yeah. And she's easily recognizable because half of her hair is jet black and half of it's bright red. Yep. Yeah. And soon after was Lizzie and Joe showing up from Hailstorm. Uh, so, yeah. And then we had to confirm a couple others with Scott just to be sure we were seeing who we thought we saw. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whenever we were talking to Scott, I was like, hey, Ant, can you answer me a question real quick? Is this guy over here that I'm looking at Adam Gontier? <laughs> He's like, yeah, that's Adam. Yeah. I was like, okay, I'm not crazy. I was just like, that's that's just, you know, old boy from St. Estonia and Three Days Grace hanging out right over there by the bar. Yeah, and then <laughs> Scott just plays it as normal. He's like, oh, yeah, we just we parked next to each other in the park. Parked next to each other. Sure, yeah, that's, that's a thing oh, that happens okay. normally. Yeah. 
I, mean, I yep. guess it does make sense in the context. Small parking lot, small venue, you're probably going to park next to somebody. Also, some of the members of Highly Suspect were there. Uh, not 100% if Johnny was one of them, but uh, we'll never know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We yeah, couldn't. We could not confirm, confirm the that. Highly Suspect guys. We kept a little bit of an eye out, but we had other things to focus on, but allegedly they were there. I don't know how many other people we can throw out, but there was potentially four Dorothys there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the real Dorothy, I believe, was in like Germany or something at that yeah. point. But there was multiple women there who looked like they could be Dorothy. So, yeah. Yeah, she has inspired a look, that's for sure. Yeah, take your, take your choice of Dorothys. <laughs> and then... You know, the other thing that was surreal is, you know, during the show, you look right and standing next to Scott Stevens is Chris Daughtry. They're just rocking out together, having a good old time. Yeah. So, yeah, I've I've, I've never been to a show where it was the rock stars watching the show. That was so, so unusual. (laughs) I haven't. That wasn't ship rocked. But yeah, I I guess that makes sense there. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, this wasn't an industry showcase per se, where, like, you're putting on a performance for the sake of people in the industry to kind of, like, I don't know, show what you can do or whatever, like, like to get a deal or something like that. Um, but it definitely was like a felt like a family and friends thing where all these guys were there to support their buddies in this new project that they had. And that is such a cool thing and such a nice, like, familial environment that was created. We just talked about how there was literal family there. And then, you know, figurative family as well. These other artists that they're all close to and and have those relationships with. Which, you know, that works both ways. I'm sure you're, you know, as an artist like for Taylor and uh, RJ, I'm sure that it's awesome to have that kind of support. But on the flip side of that, it's also going to make you a little bit more nervous, too, because now you're going to perform to all these other artists that are phenomenal in their own right. And I think it just kind of adds the pressure because I think I did hear Taylor say later in the evening that he was he was really nervous. I believe it because you got to remember Taylor historically he's a behind the scenes or at least a out of the spotlight guy for lit he plays the drums and obviously you know the pop-offs are you know the energetic focus of that band by and large and then he's also done a lot more like writing and production work and stuff that you don't necessarily hear that much about and so this was his first time to my knowledge or at least his biggest stage at at minimum of being the front man of this group. Right. Although I would ultimately say that they were more or less equal in their roles and their attention, but he he is the front man functionally. Well, I could not tell he was nervous. I, I yeah. did, like I said, I heard him over say that later in the evening, but like as he took the stage, like, you know, they came out and they gave like each other high fives and and like they went right into the set and they killed it. Like, it was it was phenomenal. It was it was so yeah. good. Watching the show, hearing all, all these songs for the first time, with the exception of the final song, Dead and Gone. It made me think of when RJ in our interview said that they were going to fall, you know, their first show fall flat on their asses. And, and, and why, why are you here? You don't even know for good. And <laughs> they, they, they killed it. Like every one of these songs I feel could be a radio single down the line. They're that good. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Their set had one, two, three, 11 tracks. I think four. Or uh, I have tracks. the set list. It's 10. <laughs> It's 10 tracks. <laughs> it's yeah, no, I, I yeah. There's there's set head. Oh, let me pull the set list out real quick. Let me yeah, yeah, yeah. Just grab that piece of paper that I have. It has their set list on it. Here it is right here. 
So they played 11 tracks and included a little drum solo bit. And I have to assume that in probably some slightly modified order, that's going to be the album that eventually comes out. They were all originals and they were all bangers and uh, like literally. Yeah. Well, there might have been one that might not be from the album. They, they did an acoustic song in the middle of the set that they might have more recently written, but nonetheless. Yeah. So they've got some stuff and it sounds put it this way. They haven't performed it live, but once before, but they clearly have been practicing because yeah. it sounds yeah. very good. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. And my my favorite was like RJ was just off the chain like he I, I love seeing him, I guess, unleashed, quote unquote. Yeah, uh, because yeah. like he is just uh, he was all over the drums and just I, I love how he was filling the the, the void because there's just two people. You know, there's a lot of noise you got to fill when there's just two people. We should just do a whole series on two man bands sometime. We've talked yeah. about them like yeah. like every few right. episodes how much we love them. Well, right. what I really loved is like even with all the stuff extra stuff that he's doing, he still has time to flip his sticks. He still has time to throw them in the air. Like he's still he's such a showman. It's hilarious. And the the cool thing about seeing this show with RJ specifically is I mean, he's he's always been a singer, but it's harder to kind of pinpoint exactly what his voice is when all the other members of hailstorm sing and lizzie is the the main prominent one but with this nine times out of ten it's rj singing backup vocals and it wasn't it wasn't computer tracks it's him keep in mind while he's drumming his ass off (laughs) so and he's doing little little chirps and screeches and and little little yeah. ends ends to the lyrics, and it it's with pinpoint accuracy. And Taylor was great as well. I, you know, as for someone who supposedly is a drummer by trade, uh, you couldn't tell he was he seems like such a natural guitarist and such a natural, uh, you know, front man. Um, you know, he 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 was he had a great voice too, and so I I. I there, you couldn't tell who to keep you know we always say that like you know, this person's great at keeping attention like there were there was two f- great artists and great performers on stage and i couldn't decide who to stare at well and not only that but uh what i like about their stage setup is they were pretty close to each other so a lot of times when you watch people perform and sometimes that's because there's so much equipment on stage but sometimes they're so spread out you can't like you can't look at two people at the same time. So for them and with this venue in particular, they were relatively close to each other at all times. And that was, that was awesome. Yeah. I want to note, you know, to create a little bit of a visual and um, if we haven't already, I'm sure we can post some visuals from this show on the socials when this drops, but you know, to Dan's point about trying to figure out where to look, I'm glad there was only two of them instead of like four people that were commanding attention that made it, a little bit easier, but you had Taylor up there who, you know, he's got a bright red suit on. So he's <laughs> dressed to the nines. He's a good looking guy. And he's got this dope guitar that has his initials oh, glowing yeah. on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The guitar was amazing. Yeah. And I believe he was on a bit of a platform, too, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah I believe so. And so, like, he's drawing your attention over there and obviously doing lead vocals and guitar. Naturally, you're going to grab to there. And then you got RJ on the other side, who was a maniac on his drums also has his synth up there that he was busting out now and then and is constantly if he's not singing harmonies 
or or something like that. He's constantly almost at all times doing some type of vocal. He's echoing something or like kind of chirping or there are parts where they're kind of both doing different vocals at the same time. Like there was an awful lot of things happening over there. I mean, the man, he's he's hard to not look at because he's basically like the embodiment of a sugar high. It's pretty much pretty much what RJ Hale is. Except he never crashes. Yeah, but yeah. he never crashes. At least in person. I have to imagine he slept the entire next day. <laughs> but So we just mentioned all, you know, the the star-studded guest cast that was, you know, hanging out in the crowd at the show, but there was a couple of special guests that joined the stage during the performance as well. Which I didn't even see them in the venue until they took the stage. And, you know, one of them even ran past me. And it was just one of those confusing things that like, wait, who was that? Was that who I thought it was? <laughs> yeah. Well, the first one was AJ Popoff of Lit. And he joined them for Academy, which that track is a banger of a song. <laughs> I already put it out there that of as great as that set list was, that was to me the standout that should go to rock radio. That'll that one will blow up if they release it. Yeah. And not only not only that, but AJ, which that, that's that's not confusing in and of itself. You have AJ and RJ, but <laughs> but uh, but AJ is like metal screaming in, <laughs> in the, on the track <laughs> at times. Yeah, dude, who knew he could do that so well? <clears throat> <laughs> oh yeah, he, he that was the side of AJ Popoff that we have not heard from Lit. They went country. They didn't go metal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I knew he had. The, he possibly had the twang. I don't. I didn't know he had this. It was yeah. Chemical Fire's sound. It, it's hard. It's rock, and it is. It's heavy and it's hard. It's definitely still radio accessible, yeah. but it is. It is more aggressive than Lit's more kind of power pop music. And so apparently. At the first show, AJ was was at that one, but at this one, for the second guest feature, we had Diamante take the stage. That was an incredible duet uh, for a couple of reasons. For one, the chemistry between them was was incredible. Uh, they, the, yeah, it was like, palpable up there, staring <laughs> for miles into each other's eyes. Uh, and they just had really good harmony. It was it was very well done, and uh, it was it was a beautiful song as well. So in our interview, Taylor mentioned a song called "Grave," that uh, is, is about their relationships. He said, and kind of about how you know, another person can, I don't know, kind of help you turn from some more self destructive tendencies. It sounded kind of like, and so that was the ballad that they sang together. And so he was still playing. Diamante took the stage up there with um, looking stunning, by the way, just like a full on like movie star yeah. uh, out there. Even had even had a, a fan blowing her hair at one point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> I it think was something that, I, else. I think that was mostly for Taylor, but she, she it was Taylor's she, fan. Yeah, she went behind him and it, it caught some of her hair uh, blowing. She took, so she <laughs> took the man's the man's fan. <laughs> he was I'm sure he was sweating extra hard in that moment. <laughs> no, but that, it was a phenomenal uh, ballad and uh, even had RJ singing at certain parts of that song and he he blended perfectly with both of them. Yeah, very well done. 
So in addition to the guest spots, I wanted to make sure that we covered a couple of unique things that that made this show, even if you take out all the other elements we've discussed, that made this show a little bit different from your, your typical rock show. Uh, and the first one was in the middle of the set, they put the electric stuff away and busted out an acoustic guitar and told a little bit of story of, of their friendship and how the band came to be. Mm-hmm. And they sang a song called Ditches where RJ was the lead vocalist on the first verse. And uh, and I also want to note that during that story, he introduced me to a term I'd never heard before when he was talking about how they were they were holed up in their houses during the pandemic. And he said he was going shack wacky. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I thought that was the greatest phrase. And so now <laughs> now shack wacky is in my vocabulary. <laughs> so nice. thank you, RJ. Thank you, RJ. <laughs> and so that was a cool little bit they had they can't you know their little banter you got to hear the story about their their friendship and and you know the same vibe when we talk to them they just love each other and it's wonderful yep <laughs> yep yep <laughs> and then later on i'll let you one of you guys get this one but there was another kind of we'll call it a we'll call it a bit i guess it really was to be honest yeah. but <laughs> they did a little like minute and a half little segue instrumental uh after um, hold on, real quick. It doesn't matter. Nobody knows the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's true. That's true. That's true. I, I'll just I'll just leave it alone. But uh, <laughs> that's true. So after one of their songs, towards the very end, they uh... a band qu- member quit live on stage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. They do a little instrumental, they play that, and then RJ starts a drum solo. And this this dude's body control cracks me up because he he purposely fakes slowing down and getting tired as yeah. he's drumming. And then he says flat out, ah, oh, I'm running out of steam. I'm tired. Taylor! <laughs> you think this is easy? Yeah, do it yourself. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> and when he said that he's tired, I wanted to yell out, "You liar!" <laughs> <laughs> it is impressive to slow down the rhythm of your beat as you pretend that you are fatigued and wearing down. <laughs> and then he throws himself on his drums too. <laughs> and yeah. you yourself on your drums. <laughs> and then so Taylor gets up there, and this is great. I I, I knew he was going to do something humorous to start it off with but he just goes up there grabs the sticks sits there with a really big smile on his face and then goes ding it just hits <laughs> one symbol <laughs> uh, it's awesome and then he just busts out an, a nice little drum solo there and then all of a sudden uh, rj comes out with a, a drum line uh kit yeah, the, his, the one that you like wear over your shoulders. I don't know how to describe it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five, yeah, yeah. Drum, like, five drum. Yeah, yeah. So they had a drum battle with Taylor on the kit and RJ uh, rocking the, the the drum line kind of thing, and it was amazing. I told Dan I could watch an entire concert of just two guys having a drum battle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I agree. It was a lot of fun. I I do think that it would have been cool also to see RJ play guitar. Yes. Uh, yeah. That would I been wanted cool. that. Bring out a guitar too and be like, oh, yeah, let's switch. I wanted a full roll switch at some point. So, guys, if you're listening, do that some time in the future. It'll be great. It'll <laughs> yeah. Be awesome. I wanted that as well as I want in one of these sets, which again, this this setup probably wouldn't have worked for it, but I, I want to see 
two drums, two two drum sets, like full uh, full kit, full kits. I was really hoping you were going to petition for me to become their bass player. Oh yeah, well there's that too. <laughs> I'll have yeah, to I'll have to learn my bass again. After seeing that that show, they definitely don't need a stoic dude on the stage. <laughs> I, I won't be stoic. I'll probably pass out after like three songs. <laughs> so those need to be the ones that need a bassist. <laughs> stage dive right after that. So right after that little fun banter, they thank the crowd for showing up, and they closed with their single "Dead and Gone." And yeah, it was awesome. Like it sounded great. The whole crowd seemed to know it, obviously, and started singing along a little bit. Yeah. Oh yeah. You, you if you only have one song released, you know you have to you have to close with that. It makes sense. Yeah, and that's the one that the crowd's going to sing along with you, and you send them home happy. And so, now granted, most of their songs were fairly sing-along and fairly easy. Once you figured out what the chorus was, um, you, you know, you could you could pick it up and you could continue on with the rest of the song. But obviously Dead and Gone is the one that people now know, and it got a phenomenal reaction, and it was played with every bit of the intensity live that you hear on the recording. Yeah. I gotta give these guys credit now that I think about that, because... Their songs really are intense and generally quite serious and like heavy in their subject matter. Yeah. But the guys themselves are, you know, goofy yeah. and lighthearted. <laughs> and so it's an interesting juxtaposition. Yeah, I agree with that. So the show came to a close and they they flat out said, we will sign every shirt. We will meet every single one of you. And... And then he was like, nope, you're getting out in 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) We we purposely hung back to the back of the line. And then we're kind of chatting, talking, meeting, meeting some people. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, the venue people are like, we got a 10 minute warning, which I think ended up being more closer to 20 minutes. But still, Um, shout out to Chemical Fire super fan, Samantha, who we Aaron and I chatted with for a while about the evening yeah that was fun we got to to meet another friend yep yeah and uh so the time has come we're finally getting closer to to seeing them they see us they get super excited hey it's the itch guys and then they start giving all of us hugs and thanking us for coming on the show and then yet again as this tends to come up with anytime someone sees me holy cow you're really big (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we're just gonna have to make you an itch shirt that just says six foot seven on the front yeah because <laughs> they both taylor says rj did you realize how big this guy is based on seeing him <laughs> seeing him on zoom <laughs> he's like no <laughs> that's always a humorous interaction when someone sees me for the first time in person it's <laughs> true but man, they were they were super happy to see us and thanked us over and over and over in the handful of minutes that we were talking with them. Uh, got you guys, my shirt signed. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say mission accomplished. Yeah, yes. Dan, already gotta... already hanging up behind me. Uh, all right, because yeah, because <laughs> of uh, all the love that we're shown. And so yeah, it was it was awesome. Like we we got through, we got our pictures taken. It was really funny because like the picture that we got was they were kind of reserved. Like Taylor's holding his hands in front of him. Yeah. And it was just really funny compared to the pictures that happened later. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, I wanted to, I wanted to make mention. Aaron, did you, did you have anything that you wanted to say about meeting them at the venue? I got a set list. And that was pretty awesome. They they signed that, so that's gonna go up whenever I do create a wall behind me of you know paraphernalia. That uh, <laughs> that will be part of it because I feel like that was an important moment in this band's career and a, a definitely an important memorable night for me. So yeah, when we were taking the the pictures, might be my first set list too. By the way, so that's pretty awesome. Yeah, nice. awesome. I love those things, and I never get one. So right, you get you get some posters, but never a set list. You no, also I got had... a li- you also got a lyric sheet. I got a lyric sheet from one of the tracks too, so that's pretty cool. And they signed them both. <laughs> nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They they couldn't have been nicer nicer guys. And so when we we're taking the picture, they for most of them they they were on both sides of me, and they were standing on their tiptoes trying to match my height. So. <laughs> Keep in mind that at least Taylor, uh, his shoes were fairly, were a little bit of platform shoes to begin with. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But both of them were on, on their tiptoes and that, that was, that was hilarious. So as we're, as we're done and we're, and we're saying our goodbyes and we're getting ready to turn around and, and leave. And as we're turning around, taking a couple of steps out the door, RJ says, Hey, are you going to the bar? <laughs> and then I, I pause. <laughs> Yeah, Dan says, what bar? And then I paused for a second and said, we are now. Where is it at? He's like, it's right there, right next door. Lakeside Lounge. <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't a dive bar. It was really nice. Yeah. Yeah, it was It was definitely vastly superior to the post non-point show bar. <laughs> <laughs> About a thousand times better. It was not the grotiest dive bar in Nashville. Surely not. <laughs> Uh, and that so that was in itself quite the experience. Like so, we get to the bar. We're just kind of waiting there. Uh, got a little bit of food, you know. Um, we're chatting, and yeah, the super fans are there. And then you know, at the table next to us, Lizzie and Joe just sit down, and Mama Hale and um and Winona Fighter was at the table on the other side of us, just yeah, hanging out. Yeah, doing we were their sandwiched thing. in between both bands. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was kind of um, yeah. And so it just ended up being an incredible night where we hung out with members of Hailstorm and uh, and Taylor Carroll and Diamante. And Diamante was so freaking nice. Like everybody was so nice, to be honest. Like I, it was one of the coolest moments for me in the entire night was meeting Lizzie. For one, <laughs> I didn't want to just like be introduced. Like I didn't want to walk up to be like, hey, Lizzie, right. like, ah, you know, I don't want to see like because you seem like a crazy fan. They're not going to take you serious. Well, and to, to further to further set that up. So we sat at our table for a good portion of, the, of that time as as they are sandwiched in between us. But we we didn't go to either side and be like, hey, oh, we no. are blah, blah, blah. We don't mess with people at their table. We That's don't just... we don't we don't roll that way. So. At some point, most everyone started getting up and walking around. So we decided to get up and walk around, too. And we were talking with with Taylor and RJ. And I wanted the, the goal, the, the, the final goal that we had was for Hannah to be introduced to Lizzie. That was the final goal and to have her picture taken with her and let her have her moment and chat with her one on one. So that was the goal. So we wanted RJ or Taylor to introduce her and as we're standing there lizzie stand comes over and stands literally right next to us like two feet away from us and we we could have introduced ourselves but i i wanted 
one of them to do it. So you were having a conversation with RJ, and well, I, was, <laughs> I was trying to get him to introduce us, and he's like sitting there talking to me, and all of a sudden he's like, "Hold on," and then just runs off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He tornadoed the other direction. It's like, God damn it. I want can I interject? Because we we left a topic behind here and it's relevant to that right there. So Diamante, who we got to speak to for a minute, complete sweetheart. Also, probably the only one there that hadn't been drinking or at least not noticeably. And that wasn't on, you know, a high already from performing this amazing show, even though she was part of it. So she was the only person that you could actually sit and have a conversation with for a minute without them being pulled away to do something else or their own energy just drifting them off somewhere after right. like 20 seconds. Right. So <laughs> there was multiple times where we're trying to have not full conversations to Bogart time, but there was something, oh, hey, can we try to note this to RJ or Taylor? And you have to kind of work your way to get to them if, or wait for them to get back to you because they're all over the place talking to so many people. Yeah. And, and so Lizzie was right next to us and having conversations with other fans that were coming up to her. So we were just kind of hanging back and, and, and waiting a little bit. And then after a while, I was like, oh, man, if we miss the opportunity and she just leaves and then we don't see her, that's going to be devastating. <laughs> so so I, I'm like, all right, forget this. I walk right up, straight to Taylor and I was like, hey, Taylor, do you mind introducing Hannah to Lizzie? And he bolted into action and like <laughs> interrupted the conversation that yeah. Lizzie was having. It was hilarious. He's like, hey, hey, hold on. Hey, he just tells us this other guy's like, hey, hey, you know, I don't mean to be rude, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Lizzie, 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 Lizzie. Let me introduce you. <laughs> he was so excited. He was, you have to meet her. You have to meet her. Hold on. He was just super on a rush from that evening and how good it went. Yes. So he was just everywhere, just boundless energy. <laughs> yeah and and after that he's he's like yeah i get it you don't want to you, you're introducing yourself to like the rock star of rock stars so <laughs> it, it was it was awesome sitting there talking with lizzie hale me and my wife were, were having a conversation and it, well actually i guess all of us were but like one of the things that was, was kind of crappy is that the music was so freaking loud i couldn't hear and like yeah. so I, I i'm like leaning in trying to like just hear uh, and so, like, I I picked up like most of the conversation. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Well, but, yeah. And I, I was kind of hanging back a little bit because I wanted Hannah to have that moment, and I didn't want to interrupt it. Uh, but I did interject at the appropriate time, and we we were talking to her, and we said we're we're working on a project that we can't quite a hundred percent give details on just yet, but. Uh, I, I told her that we would love to have her and either her by herself or her and RJ or the entire band, whatever combination they want to do, whatever combination, we'll figure it out. We'll do it. We'll get it done. But, um, and, and she, so she says, oh yeah, if you've already had RJ on, I have to come on the show. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and she says, and I have to counter, I have to counter everything he told you because he lies about everything. Everything RJ <laughs> says is a lie. <laughs> she says. Yes. Yeah, that was that was one of my favorite parts. And the other part that I just was was uh so intrigued by was that she told us that RJ did not actually inform her of his side project. She actually found out through social media when it was announced that 
I guess he was doing a concert or something. <laughs> yeah, right. They're doing the, the, the October, Hollywood I show. Think. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. Some press, like a press release came out somewhere, you know, about Taylor and RJ forming a band together. Yeah. And that's how she found out. <laughs> it was not even from RJ. <laughs> well, it was funny because she was the the way that, you know, again, we're catching. I say I got about 80 percent of the conversation. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. It was so loud. But she's yeah. Basically, I, she's like he was. He, it seemed the gist I got from her was that he was afraid to tell her because he thought she'd be mad. Like she, like he was cheating on her as a musician. <laughs> <laughs> but she was like, no, she was like, that's super awesome. Do as many projects as you want. Like, right. Like she was right. so supportive. And clearly you get that vibe from that entire family that there's, they're incredibly supportive of each other's, you know, pursuits. So that was a fun little, little tidbit yeah. that we got out of that conversation. Right. Yeah. It was just, it was a lot of fun and, and hanging out with RJ and uh, Taylor was just, insane because they were i mean they were for one they were just so excited that we showed up um and and all the chemical fire fans they had two. note that they have two fan pages now in the socials um yeah and and one of them was very well represented yep well what was funny is like aaron and i in between leaving uh the basement east and going to the uh bar you know we were talking about how you know, people remember you showing up for stuff like that. And mm-hmm. and that's one reason why we felt it was super important for us to be there because, you know, it wasn't, it was awesome for them to join us on our podcast. It meant a lot to us. And so we wanted to show that same support to them. And, um, and you know, the, RJ kind of said that at the bar, you know, how much it meant for us to be there. And like, he wasn't going to forget it. He quoted right. almost verbatim what we had said. Yeah. That people remember you at the, like when you're first starting something and even for somebody like him and, who has been doing this since he was like a teenager. Like this is still a new, like from the ground up project for them. Yeah. Yeah. And so all of these things, like these are uh, like, uh, these are core memories as far as chemical fire as an, as an entity goes. Yeah. And so we took a couple of uh, pictures with, with everybody, uh, RJ and Taylor included and man, oh man, were they animated in those pictures at the bar. (laughs) It was Nobody night and day me. from the from the first yeah, I, picture to the last. Like it's hilarious. Like because the first picture, like I said, Taylor's all reserved. He's got his arms crossed in front of him, and then like the last one is like he's uh, like leaning on somebody, like yeah, with his arms up in the air. Yeah, he's leaning on me. <laughs> so good times were had by all. And uh, as we're as we're getting ready to leave, I I made a point to just as I made a point to have Hannah be introduced to Lizzie. I made a point to let RJ and Taylor know because we they were talking with their with their manager. I, I made a point to mention that Aaron wrote about 80% of the Blabbermouth article. And they got super, super thankful for that and gave they both gave Aaron giant hugs. <laughs> yes. They were Indeed. extremely grateful for the press release. I was just trying to get us some attention. <laughs> <laughs> it's mutual. It's mutual. Yeah. Uh, rising tide lifts all ships or something like that. Our attention adds to their attention, right? <laughs> yeah, probably. Hopefully. <laughs> That's the goal. Anyway, it was a great night with these guys. The concert was great. The after experience was really cool. I was thinking about how um, in the Aaron Jones episode, he talked about how like, you know, you go to Seattle and, you know, there's a couple of different like dive bars or whatever. And you, yeah, and people just randomly will be there chilling. He's like, hey, you might see Eddie better or whoever walk into such and such a place. And I felt like that was kind of the vibe here. Like, yep. 
you yeah. had people you had you know us and a few other uh small groups of people who were there specifically for these guys after the concert but at the same time you had lizzie hale a very notable rock star hanging out there and aside from the folks who who came from the show random people weren't coming up and pestering her as far as i could tell they were you know they no. were just going about their day doing their own thing and she was doing her own thing and so it was like in it reminded me that in nashville it's very commonplace probably for notable musicians and stuff to just be doing their lives and most people who live there probably don't blink twice about it because <laughs> it's just normal to them for us it's wild for them right. it's probably fairly normal for them it was probably wednesday so <laughs> yes yes <laughs> So that's kind of neat. Yeah, I, uh, it's just everybody was just having a good old time and celebrating and they deserved it. Uh, all their celebration was well earned. And uh, it was so cool to just see, you know, good people getting that loving family support. And just amazing to say that we kicked it with rock stars until one thirty in the morning. <laughs> I didn't think I had that kind of stamina, to be honest. Like, I, <laughs> I wasn't going to let you was, leave. We were like, <laughs> well, I, obviously. <laughs> we probably wouldn't if we didn't get have the that table. <laughs> yeah, that's true. If we were standing all night, I I don't know. They're well, fun <laughs> enough people that if we had their full attention, I we could I could have hung out for a lot longer. But the fact is that again, they were you know they were busy bees running all over the place, socializing and celebrating and stuff. And so you couldn't you couldn't just sit and have a long conversation. So at some point, it's like we can't just keep approaching you every few minutes, or else yeah. it just gets weird. Like <laughs> right, 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 right. We would have stayed all night too if we didn't also have plans to be home the next day. So that's right. Yeah. So yep, yep. the issue was rolling hard this week. We're I think <laughs> yeah. we're gonna get four episodes out of one week of life. Yeah. Fast, Fast and furious. Fast and furious. Fast and furious. We're gonna burn out <laughs> or crash. We're gonna crash hard. <laughs> right after making this. <laughs> yeah. Right. 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 Yep. So final thank yous to, to everyone that we got to kick it with all night long. Yeah. And quick shout out in there to Vincent, uh, Chemical Fires manager, who we interacted with a little bit in email and got to shake hands with and meet in person. Nice guy does a great job by his people. And so it's it's nice to meet people in the industry who are who seem also, you know, genuine. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Just a, a great day, night experience, everything. We checked all the boxes that we wanted to check and it exceeded our expectations. Yeah. You know, it's funny. It's like, it's one of those things that like, you don't want to set expectations too high going into. Yeah. Uh, Cause you kind of, you know, we anticipated what kind of a night it was going to be, but like, you know, I, sort of, I, I don't want to be like, Oh, this is totally going to happen. Right. Um, Cause then you're going to be disappointed when it doesn't, I aim to have stuff like that happen. You know, it's one right. of those things that like, I get it in my head, like, all right, we're going to do this. Like we're going to do this. And like, that's why, you know, it's it's funny because uh, Jason from Nonpoint basically said that I'm not invited back on the bus because, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, because I, I basically said you know, I'm getting on that bus. And it's, it's the same thing. It's like it's one of those things I have to put in my mind like it's a goal. Like, OK, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Like, so it's not like I'm, I'm just like that confident. No, it's it's like me trying to make sure that I'm focused and trying to do what I want to achieve. Hey, goals are important. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Very important. So. That's that's good. Keep that. Keep doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Real quick, did did Hannah say anything after about the experience? Just kind of meeting everybody, or 
Uh, yeah, she couldn't stop talking about it. And uh, the funny thing is, so she works in a very like big pharmaceutical company. Yeah. Um, and so she goes back to work the next day and everybody that she works with has no idea about any of the bands that she's talking about. So the only band that they actually were familiar with was lit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so they like, they didn't even know who hailstorm was like, how the hell like, <laughs> you're going to be living under a rock. Yeah. But you, I mean, that's, that's the thing is like, you know, cause it happens in my job too. Like, I have nobody to talk music with at my company because nobody in the corporate world listens to rock music. Really? Yeah. But I just I just wanted to kind of see what what her personal like stand like standout moment with meeting Lizzie type of thing or if you, if she just you know what was funny one of the things that she said was was uh, surreal was she she wasn't prepared for how pretty Lizzie was in person <laughs> um, and you know I was like you know I noticed that too like you know I've seen Lizzie several times live um, but up up close and personal yeah she she, uh, she just has like this different vibe about her. Uh, and I think what it is is in Hannah pointed it out was that she was she was very natural looking like maybe uh-huh. you know when you're on stage you you got your tons of stage yeah. makeup and stuff yeah, yeah, and yeah, so yeah. you know I think that's that was one thing that she did point out was that she was much prettier in person because she she's just very natural um and yeah it was that was surreal to her which is saying something for the record yes yeah. also yes. taller yes yeah. yes that was the other <laughs> thing yep you're right you're exactly right she was taller than we anticipated yeah that's a good point. Yeah. So I hope you've enjoyed our recollection of our amazing trip to Nashville. I can honestly say if 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 it gives me another excuse like that to go, I, I might have to uh, consider it. <laughs> Follow us on the socials because we will keep you informed when Chemical Fire announces another show. Yeah, and it's it'll it'll be worth seeing. That's for sure. They're a great band live and they bring good company with them. So thank you very much for listening to the Itch podcast. My name is Dan. I'm Casey. And I'm Aaron. And until next time. Are we done road tripping yet? Probably not. Foreshadowing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) If you enjoyed what you heard in this episode, please subscribe and tell a friend about the itch. Check out the show notes for links about the episode, as well as our new music playlist and where you can hear us every Sunday night. And you can interact with us at itchrocks.com or on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Gmail, all at itchrocks, I-T-C-H-R-O-C-K-S.